the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. We've all experienced times when what we say or what someone else says to us is misinterpreted. That's human nature. Not so with our sovereign God. He made us and he knows us intricately. Therefore, he knows just how to communicate his will to each of us. Through the indwelling Holy Spirit, we clearly hear and understand God's instructions. How we respond is up to us. The outcome of our response to God's instructions is up to him. Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. When is the last time you came before God in prayer and you didn't ask him for one thing? You just went before the throne of grace and you be just you just began to thank God for everything God brought to your heart. That, that ought to be a spiritual exercise, a spiritual practice that we just come. There the, the times where you say, God, you, you're so good. I'm always imposing on you. But this time I'm coming to you and I, I just got to the spirit of thanksgiving on me and I'm not going to ask you for nothing. I'm just going to, for the next 10, 15 minutes in prayer, I'm going to just thank you for, for whatever come to my mind and you will bless God and make heaven happy. Psalms 86, 12 says, I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart and I will glorify your name forever. Psalms 107, 8, 9 also says, Oh, that men would give thanks. Look at that. Look at the passion of the psalmist. Oh, 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 that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Has he done some wonderful works in your life to the children of men? For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Then you have prayers of adoration. Then there are prayers of adoration. Prayers of adoration, these kinds of prayers, they exalt God, they magnify God. These kinds of prayers praise God and glorify God. Prayers that adore his majesty and his glory. Prayers of adoration also acknowledge him as creator. Prayers of of adoration acknowledges God as king. Prayers of adoration acknowledge God as Savior. Prayers of adoration also focus on God's majesty. Prayers of adoration focus on God's sovereignty, focus on God's supremacy. Prayers of adoration focus on God's greatness. There's a wonderful passage in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 verse 11 that says, Yours, O Lord, 
is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and the earth, yours is a dominion, O Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. Look at all of that adoration to God in that scripture. That scripture makes me want to shout all over this book. Ouch! You, you, ever, you ever read a scripture and you just... You either holler ouch or you shout it because it was so good to you. Oh, this ought to make you shout. First Chronicles 29, 11 says, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and the earth, yours is the dominion, O Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. I like that song that says, after all of that passage, oh, come, let us adore him. When I think about his greatness, his majesty, his his power, his supremacy, oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Allow me to transition. Why do many believers do not give priority to prayer? You know, some, some people have been saints a long time. And they, they don't uh, put any focus on prayer. No priority on prayer. Why is that? Why do so many believers not give priority to prayer? Well, first of all, because of pride, self-confidence, and self-sufficiency. They, they pride for Nothing wrong with me. I don't need all that. I'm good. No, you're you bad. You're bad because you think you're all that good. <laughs> Only God is good. <laughs> we consider our ways, we're really bad. I don't care how pretty you are, you, you, you can hold that Bible up and all you all you want, but there's some bad things that we have to wrestle with in our own lives. That tongue can say some things that's bad. And the reason that tongue is saying things bad, that's bad because the heart is bad. Well, I mean, we, we don't give priority to prayer because of pride, self-confidence. You got more confidence in yourself than God. It's self-sufficiency. I got it. I know what I'm doing. And you don't say that, but you act like it because you don't even ask God for direction. Uh, secondly, uh, believers don't give priority to prayer because of a lack of a discipline. They're not disciplined enough to pray. Uh, praying involves Spiritual discipline. You got to pray. And you know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. When you don't feel like praying is when you need to pray the most. <laughs> I'm tired. When you don't feel like praying, that's when you need to make yourself pray. That, that's, that's every reason to pray because you don't want to pray. Spiritual discipline. A lack of spiritual discipline. Uh, uh, and then, uh, spiritual negligence. You just don't pray because you're just, you're just not negligent. People, I don't know how, how. People can go all day and not pray one line to God. Not one sentence to God. Just get up, hop up, brush their teeth, wash their face, shower, do whatever. Eat some bacon and eggs. And go on to work. Go, uh, work all day. Hell all over the job. Changes made you don't like. Traffic jams on the way home. Get home. Then you got 
the bills, you got this, you got that coming at you, you got calls, you got 51 texts to answer to, you got emails out coming out your nose, and you won't pray. How are you going to prioritize your day without prayer? As a matter of fact, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. When you pray in the morning, God actually sets your agenda for the balance of that day. You won't be going down rabbit trails. God will make up time and you not waste time because you acknowledge God in the morning time. You know, what, you know why believers don't give a priority to prayer? It's because they're too busy to pray. But they give you all this list. Oh, I got to do laundry. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to do, I got to uh, go to the cleaners. I got to go to the bank. I got to go to work. I got to work overtime. I got to do my kids' homework. Got to go to the games. I got to do this, 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 this. And you go all that, all this, all that. Then I go to church and then I do this. And when you get through with everything, you haven't prayed because you're so important. Let me tell you something. If you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. You need to be writing this stuff down, y'all. Write these principles down. If you're too busy to pray, you're really too busy. Why is it that believers don't give priority to prayer? It's because the noise factor interferes with our prayer life. The more spiritual you become, you have less of a tolerance for noise in the world. Y'all hear what I just said? I don't know why this person, I was, I, I was driving home yesterday and I was almost home. I was in a light and this guy had this motor. It just went up. I jumped. I almost hit the car in front of it because he just ribbed up his motorcycle and it just, he ribbed up. I don't know, this was a high power thing. And he did it so loud behind me, I almost hit the person ahead of me. It scared the daylight. Just loud. Why he had to rib that thing up like that? I'm too old to have certain, certain noises. Sudden noises. <laughs> you go in a restaurant, you can't. Uh, I'm talking to my wife, Golly, what you say? The, the music is so loud, she's just right in front of me, and I, I have to read her lips. It's a noisy world, and you go home, everything blasting in every room. Everything's loud. You go to concerts, they loud. And you know, I don't understand. Y'all are not having a problem coming to church. Not, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all are not having a problem coming to church. You know, these people, you know what they do? They, they tell me, I'm not going to do that. I'm too, I'm too old for all that. They'll drive for miles. You got quiet, y'all got. Y'all, got, y'all. And then they get to this, they'll pay this money to go to concert. And they don't even have seats in there. And they're standing there and they're crammed next to each other. And the music swells. And they're in there for three hours with no seats, with their drinks and the other. And everybody's just as happy. And y'all can sit every other seat 
you know, and y'all get you in cushiony seat, and folk got to wonder whether they're gonna come to church. You 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 you're sitting down, you're you're enjoying the word, you're receiving the word, and can be just as grouchy. And they all they they talking and striking up conversations, and they having such a good time with one another on their feet. Every bunion on my feet will be screaming. God created us in His image and gave us a perfect world in which to live. In addition to that, our once great nation had God's favor because it was founded on In God We Trust. Consider the world in which we live today. Men and women seek what is pleasurable in their own eyes and have turned away from God. Satan is wreaking havoc on every turn. Lives are continually being destroyed because, as a nation, we refuse to acknowledge what is blatantly before us. Listen to the word of God as Pastor Rander continues. You know, nobody's talking about the music too loud. Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about that. Everybody's easy to talk to. Don't talk to me in church. What, what you looking at? But they are, you don't even know the folk. You just strike up good conversations. And then Christians get together and can't even fraternize. All this stuff, no wonder you can't pray. All that stuff hanging off of you. You got all this stuff, these Bluetooths and this is. Some of you got two, two Bluetooths. It's just all, just twos. Just twos. It's obtuse. I don't know. That's just what, what, why does it take all that? You jingling all over the place. Everything going on every minute. You scared to cut your phone off. That's why you can't sleep. And you know what? You won't even cut your television off. You won't even cut it off. I'm talking to somebody. You won't cut it off. Because you don't like quietness. Because God might talk to you. God, Some of y'all scared to hear God talk. Y'all scared of God. So you make everything loud. Keep it on. It, it, Eight o'clock in the morning, you don't have to cut it on. It's been on. That's why you can't pray. You know why you can't pray? Because of fatigue. Fatigue interferes with your prayer life. We have better conversations with God when we are well rested. Why don't you go to sleep? If, look, look, when you're not well rested, when you pray, you'll go to sleep on God when you're praying. You ever prayed and went to sleep praying? Now, I tell you, to be honest with you, that's the best kind of sleep you can get. It's just pray yourself to sleep. Yeah. Some of y'all sleep so much you, can, you can't pray. And you're so tired when you come to the house of God. And you're looking. They were saying, how great is our God? You're just looking around. What's great about God? Your mouth won't open. You look at folk who are singing. You're scared to raise your hand. Scared to move. You know, as you see her shouting and enjoying God, you say, well, what's wrong with her? But the real is, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Uh, (laughs) So, so, it takes energy. Go to bed on Saturday nights. Stop roaming. What you doing at 12 o'clock on Saturday night? 
where you going? Where you coming from? What you doing out there? Why you like the dog? Some of y'all like the dog. You in the house all day, but when they get dog there, you go. There you go. Two o'clock in the morning, you just getting started. And somebody said, well. <laughs> why, why, why can't believers give priority to prayer? A distracted mind hinders our prayer. When things come to your mind while you are praying, it does to me. I don't understand. I get a perfect memory when I pray. I remember the things I should have done, I didn't do, things I have to do. All of a sudden, I can recall stuff from three years ago, everything. I didn't just start praying. You know what? If you want to remember what you forgot, just start praying. (laughs) Just start praying. You want to remember what you forgot, start praying, and then all of a sudden, you will remember what you forgot. A distracted mind hinders our prayers. When things come to your mind while you are praying, have a notepad. That's what I keep with me. A notepad available. Write the thought down that came to your mind because you need to think, you need to address it. That's why God brought it to your mind. And then keep on praying. Don't don't stop and go do it now. Just write it down. Just and don't write a whole paragraph either. Just write down. Ham hocks. <laughs> Just write it, write it down. One word that'll remind you what you needed to do. Ooh, Satan, distractions of the mind. Satan is an expert on bringing distractions in the middle of our worship and in the middle of our prayer. That's right. And, and listen, don't you become a distraction. Let folk pray who will pray. Let folk worship who will worship. Don't, uh, uh, watch how you dress. How am I going to worship and your dress is all the way up your thigh and your, 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 the dress is all the way up to who knows what and, and the cleavage is so deep, you, you know, it's deeper than the Grand Canyon. And then I'm trying to say, how great is my God? (laughs) Oh, God. Distraction. Satan knows how to distract your mind with good things. He can stretch us and he knows how to put some. I'm going to tell you something. There are some damnable things that come into our mind. Let's just be frank. And I'm going to tell you something. Oh, thank you. You need to ask God to teach you not to say everything you think. Now, to think is one thing. That's already bad enough. Then when you say it, ooh, that's a double doozy. Double doozy. But when you're praying, here's another one. Wandering thoughts uh, keep us from focusing on prayer. Wandering thoughts. The best defense for it is to pray audibly and aloud to the Lord. You mind when you pray? I, I wrestle with that. I, I'm, you know why? You say, how are you preaching about all this stuff? Because I have to deal with it myself. I'm just like you. I'm human. I got to sit. I, 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 have, I have flesh and it's just like you. 
I repent just like you. I have to ask for forgiveness just like you. I fall short just like you. That's why I can preach it. Matter of fact, I've already been all beat up by God and the word. I just want you to get some of it too. <laughs> yeah. Wondering thoughts. I mean, your, your mind is all over the place. Start, you start talking out just like I'm praying. Lord, my mind is wondering. And so I'm going to just pray aloud to you now. So that I can conquer those thoughts that are moving around in my mind. Because when I begin to talk to you, I can heal myself, talk to you. And the spirit begins to resonate. And I begin to calm down and refocus in my prayer. Let me do one more. I thought I I was going to get, I didn't get nowhere hardly. But let me do one more. I wish I, I got about eight more of these things, but I'm going to let y'all go. So you come back. Okay. Oh, one more. Um, you, know, you know why believers don't pray like they should? Believers underestimate the power of prayer and do not view it as a spiritual weapon that God has provided his children in spiritual warfare to live the successful Christian life. Now, that's a big thought. And I'm going to slow down because it's so big, I need to repeat it again. And you need to really write it. You know, when you write it, it it, it does something in your spirit when you write truth. Believers underestimate the power of prayer. This is why they don't give priority to it. They underestimate the power of prayer and do not view it as a spiritual weapon That God has provided his children in spiritual warfare to live the successful Christian life. Prayer is a powerful spiritual weapon. That's why it's in Ephesians chapter 6. And you see it, it says pray, pray always, pray in the spirit, pray, pray, pray. It's a, it's a spiritual weapon. It's not a little toothpick. It's a spiritual weapon that you use in spiritual warfare. You pray because the devil's after you. The devil's messing with you. The devil want to wipe your children out. The devil wants to steal your joy. The devil wants you to be filled with hate. The devil wants you to be filled with jealousy. The devil wants to assassinate your character. The devil wants you to quit. The devil wants you to be lazy. The devil loves it when you're not on time and you're not punctual. The devil wants you to overtalk yourself and talk too much. The devil wants you to think the worst of people and not the best of people. The devil wants you to make mountains out of mold hills. The devil wants to kill you. John 10, 10 says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He hates you so much until he's strategizing, even as I preach, how he can successfully wipe out your destiny, wipe out your dream. He wants to wipe out your hope. 
He wants to wipe out everything about you. He is a low down, dirty, damnable devil. He is not your friend. He is your enemy. And you got to pray. And you got to pray. You got to pray in the morning. You got to pray in noontime. You got to pray at night. You pray over your food because you don't know what they did, they've done back in that kitchen. By the way, watch how you treat those wait, waitress and waiters. Don't be nasty. They, they, they know how to spit in your food. You better be nice. You better be praying. Pray. Say, say pray. Pray when you're mad. Pray, pray until you get glad. That's right. Pray and pray. When Satan hits you, you pray some more. And then what you pray? You pray the word of God. Pray the word of God. The word of God empowers your prayers to God. Don't let that devil wipe your children children out. Lay hands on them. Touch them. Pray on them. And then pray. You say, I don't see nothing. They're getting worse. Keep on praying. God is testing your faith. You keep on Pray when you don't see nothing. You pray. You pray. You pray because you believe God. And then when you don't see nothing, say, Lord, increase my faith and keep on praying. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. I didn't get as far as I thought I would, but I went far enough in the spirit. Without prayer, there's no revival. And Father, we know that when we pray, even the little things that have no eternal significance won't bother us, won't get the best of us. We'll settle down and refocus and say, wait a minute, what am I all messed up for? I'm letting this little thing wipe me out. And this don't mean nothing to God. This is so, uh-uh. When there are people with no feet, people that can't hear, people that can't walk, can't talk, people that are blind, people that are paralyzed, people in assisted living, in nursing homes, in prison. And I'm sitting here Dressed up, looking nice, and absolutely miserable. God, forgive us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. You bought us over. We got more now than we've ever had. You blessed us in spite of ourselves. Help us to pray until we're revived. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children say When we disobey God, we set the stage for our impending destruction. God is our only hope. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must obey God and look to the hills from whence cometh our help. And where does our help come? It comes from who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. 
You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.